0: Hey, welcome to the Infinity Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Max Mosher. Today, we talk about The Lion King. Does it live up to the original in the 90s? We'll answer that question. Finally, we have a basically all Marvel San Diego Comic-Con phase four panel news and reaction show. We're gonna give you our top five moments from yesterday's conference. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Infinity Bros Hey, welcome to the Infinity Bros podcast, the only podcast that is perfectly balanced as all things should be. I'm your host Max Mosier and today we have a special episode for you, a about 95% Marvel Phase 4 announcement show with a just a smidge of Lion King. Spoiler review in here. We're excited you're with us. I'm your host, Max Mosier, and today we've got two other Infinity Bros of our six. We have Isaac Edland. Hey, howdy, hey. Hey, howdy, hey, indeed. And then uh, he's back. He's been on hiatus for a little while, but we're glad we got him back, Jared Curtis. Hello, friends. Jared, it's been quite a long time since we've had you. We've missed you dearly.
1: I'm glad to be back. Are you sure? I mean, I was here on time, so I think that means...
0: Mm-hmm. That's a fair point. Got I think every week, if you're listening and you've listened to every episode, you're just waiting to hear at the beginning of the show, the first three minutes, who showed up late so we can give them a hard time. And call them Zane.
2: Yeah.
1: And this week, it is Isaac.
2: It was, yeah. I was Zane this week, so... You were. I'll, I'll accept yeah. my, my punishment and be called Zane until we podcast again. Do you guys have anything you want to rip um, Mark, Robbie, or Zane about real quick while we have time? Well, I would like to say that their dedication to the Infinity Bros is is severely lacking since they are not here with us oh. today. Oh, yeah, it's suspect is what you're saying mm-hmm.
0: at best. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. I think I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. It's like Mark doesn't care. Zane and Robbie, I think, care, but it seems like Mark doesn't care yeah. at times. Yeah, that's definitely true. And by true. at times, I mean all the time. So, I mean, is what it is. But we're glad you're here with us wherever you're listening to us, however you're listening to us. Thanks for making us part of your day, whether it's Google, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Podbean, We're just so glad you're with us. Uh, You have probably tuned into this show because like us, you are reacting to the phase four news that's not going to happen over the next five years. It's not going to happen over the next 10 years. Uh, It's going to happen over the next two years. Um, Over 11 different properties announced. We're going to break all of those down this episode. Uh, But first, we're going to open up our listener feedback mail. We haven't done this, guys, in like over a month. But we have some listener feedback we're going to break down. Are you guys excited? I am. Yeah, uh, they're all from our iTunes page. So if you follow us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at The Infinity Bros, you can check us out on iTunes and leave a five star review. We would love to have your five star review. We will read it on the air like we're going to do right now. And uh, our first one came all the way like at the end of June. We just had kind of that weird hiatus. And I uh, had a show right before he, he or she posted it. I don't know who it is. But it's Mother A-A-A-A-A-A. The mother is misspelled. M-U-T-H. Muther? I don't know. He or she says, great podcast. Love hearing all your takes on pop culture and Marvel films. Um, so pretty generic five-star rating. Anything to add on there, boys?
1: I just wanted to thank... Um this mother who apparently is constantly screaming uh, to take time out of yelling to uh, give us that sweet review. So
2: that was a very nice review for yeah, a very nice review for somebody who's screaming in their in their um, name. Yeah, that's definitely the weirdest lit one on the list. I mean, I'm looking back at our other ones we've had.
0: Uh, we've had PQPDKGBKSWSWPL. Uh, we've had cave Manimal, We've had zombie mage. Uh, we've had max is my dad, 11. Uh, I don't think that that was my, uh, my son cause he's seven months old. So just kind of strange names, but, uh, whoever you are, mother, uh, six A's, uh, you're like a, you're like a middle Minnesota Southwest twin cities, high school football team. Thank you for, uh, for leaving that announcement. I'm sorry, that review announcement. The next one we have is Holistic Nurse.19. Here she says, because Isaac, you're a nurse. So am, yeah. they could be a man. They could be a man. So we it's, want to leave it. That's true. Wonderful podcast. So enjoy listening to it. Informative, funny, and just a treat to listen to. Also, that Mark guy sounds really attractive. Guys, I think Rob from Montana left another review, but I don't... When did he become a nurse?
2: Right. Yeah, that's what I was questioning. But my other question was, was this actually me? Like, when I was sleeping, did I wake up and and write this review? Because it sounds like something I would say. Yeah, but you're not a holistic nurse. That's the pickle here. How do you know? I mean, it could have been Holly. It could have been Holly
0: holistic nurse
2: no? oh oh there you go so maybe it's a combination of holly and i we like we're typing together mm-hmm. on this mm-hmm. on the keyboard yeah maybe mm-hmm. that's what it was
0: maybe you guys did that like fusion thing from uh what's that show called ren and stimpy you know where they dance and they put their fingers together you probably did that
2: come on
1: it's <laughs> everybody knows it
2: i mean albums. yeah <laughs> you're right I mean, Ren and Stimpy is so iconic that it probably was Ren and Stimpy. We either just lost a bunch of people
0: listening to us, or Robbie's phone is broken. <laughs>
2: there
0: <you go>. just, <laughs> just angry. Or, there. or both. Or- <laughs> Son of a... Uh, no, no, no. We know that we know the fusion is from the popular anime One Punch Man, and we would never, ever intentionally lie about it. Okay, all right, here we go. Or, that was a five star review. Thank you, Holistic Nurse uh, I think that's Mark's fiance, but uh, we can't fully be sure Debatable. these days. It could be anybody. It's the internet. But thank you for the review. We really appreciate it. And then finally, we got from C Culver, as in Culver's, the famous Midwest burger place.
2: Isaac, real quick, are you In and Out or Culver's? Ooh. Which one would you choose? Oh boy. Well, I mean, I, I'm I have to be Culver's because there's literally no In and Outs up here. I think if I had to choose and I could go to either one that I wanted, I'd probably pick in and out in and out is pretty dang great. But there's none of them up here, so we gotta go with Culver's.
1: Uh, Everybody in Wisconsin's about to throw their their phones or computers or whatever they're listening to across the room, but it's gotta be Five Guys for me, which Mm, is better than all of those.
2: Yes,
0: Mm.
1: I agree. Five Guys is
2: delish.
0: Do you guys is Chick Fil A somewhere on your list? We need
2: to do a top five of like Ooh, fast food. Yeah, that'd a be a good that one. Knows their fast that'd food. be a good one. I say, well, Chick Fil A is in a different category because they are all chicken. I I feel like burgers and chicken are two different things, so I would put mm-hmm. Chick Fil A in a different category. Personally. So you compartmentalize it differently. Yes, yes, I would. Hmm. I would hmm. put Chick Fil A in with like Canes and, uh, gosh, what KFC. KFC, sure. Yeah, you could put mm-hmm. KFC in there too. Just a different uh, genre Popeyes of uh, churches. Popeye's mm-hmm. churches. You, you know all mm-hmm. the chicken places, Max. Mm-hmm. We, we don't do. have that many chicken places up here either, so that's the
0: Los thing. Po- Los Pueblos Hermanos. Yep, all of them. All of them. Jarrett, uh, you were going to say something real quick.
1: Oh, I was just saying that, like, for me, this is just a bad thing to talk about because the only fast food place in reasonable driving distance is the one McDonald's on the reservation. So
2: I'm mm. kind of,
1: yeah, I, I just lose no matter... What the case so
2: what is the nearest uh what is the nearest restaurant that is not McDonald's to you? like how far?
1: There's like restaurants on the reservation, but as far as fast food, uh, there's a culver's like an hour and a half away. I think that's the next nearest. If you go the other way, there's a um a uh, pizza hut. but I mean it's still an hour and a half.
0: Mm. Wow. So this explains your amazing physique.
1: yeah that's uh, it mm-hmm.
0: this this is it this makes complete sense now obviously yeah we should have I, we should probably give c culver five, five their due uh here she says love it really good podcast for movie show and news great chemistry together guys i don't know what that last part means but i do know that i love you guys so i think that they're saying that we Aww. love each other a lot i love you too like how do you define chemistry on a podcast
2: um, maybe not as much awkward pauses because there are literally none in our podcast. Cause everybody's talking at some point editing this show is Oh, go ahead. Jared.
1: That's the issue. I think the issue is that we don't have awkward pauses we're just all really excited to say whatever the heck we're doing. Yeah,
2: and if it weren't for Max's editing, we would be talking over each other like probably 50% of the podcast, I feel like, too. So.
0: Oh my gosh, last episode, dude. I mean, when we recorded that episode, all three of us were constantly talking. It was a, it was a nightmare to edit that one. Yep,
2: getting into the Spider-Man. Woo, yikes, dude. Dude. I was well, getting a little especially be- I was getting a little Well, heated.
0: yeah, especially because of your Uncle Ben stuff, you... Obviously it was kind of Mark and I against you looking back on it and Mark was just he was just doing what he normally does. He was just
2: stirring the pot. That's all Mark was doing. Yeah. So you and I were just having a conversation and Mark was being that guy. Yeah, really. Hmm. Really that's how it comes down. I mean, that's usually like every conversation that we have in the Infinity Bros is Mark stirs the pot, and then there's probably one or two people against everybody else. That's pretty much how it goes.
0: I'm a little offended too, Jarrett. Who do you think has the most attractive voice out of the six of us?
1: Ooh, that's hard, actually. Uh, I'm gonna get so much crap for this, but it's got to be one of you two for sure. Yeah, I think Um, it's Isaac. I think it's Isaac. I think it's Isaac. I Mm -hmm. I, I mean, Mm -hmm. not to not to feed anymore into Holly's uh, perception of our bromance, but (laughs) it is Isaac. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh jared you
1: the, touch the sweet heart.
0: soothing sounds of isaac who never has distortion on his audio
2: hello it always it always comes out crystal clear to isaac's infinity bros podcast it's the same level the whole time
0: <laughs> like mark and i when i'm editing marks it's just like uh, everywhere it looks like, just you know, somebody's running up a hill and, and they're met monitoring the heartbeat, and then you do mine and it's just like a straight square, like a straight rectangle because I'm just so
2: doggone loud. <laughs> but then Isaac, like you're just <laughs> it always looks really good. I'm just really impressed with it. Fun story about that. Um, I had a wrestling coach back in high school who called me Steady Eddie because I never got too hyped about anything and I never got too like low about anything i just kind of was in the middle all the time and that's pretty much honestly how i am as a person so apparently it carries over into my podcasting hmm. steady eddie isaac so all right well thank
0: you to those three for their reviews you can leave us a review on itunes you can shoot us an email at infinity at gmail.com and we will read your feedback on the air. We're so grateful for it. And, hey, go leave us a five-star review. Seriously, I know, like, when I'm listening to a podcast and I hear somebody say, hey, go leave us a or, thing or, or, or subscribe, I usually turn it off. So if you're still listening to us, seriously, go put a five-star up there for us. We'd love to read your thing. Make fun of us. It's fine. Tell Isaac that
2: Uncle Ben's
0: not that big of a deal. Um, that's the kind of stuff we want. Yeah, tell him oh, it's not. Jared's
2: on guy. my side too, and I know Robbie's on my side. You might be the only one in this. Well, that's good. Oh, Besides no, Mark, not
0: Mark, not Robbie.
2: Oh no, <laughs> oh
0: no. That's yeah. The bad
2: take guy is on my side, Max. So there.
0: Oh no, not Robbie. Jared at least.
1: We're we're <laughs> all team Mary Jones, though. Oh yeah, team
2: Mary <laughs> Jones, right? Yeah, you have to be team Mary Jones.
0: Then Sindola, Sindola. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Please, if you don't get that reference, uh, go back and listen to, I can't remember even which episode. It's got to be like episode yeah, like 10 or 11, or I think. Nine.
0: It's before Spider-Man yeah. came out, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were amped. So, Let's get into The Lion King before we talk about the MCU. Uh, the Lion King released this weekend, making $98 million in China, and its estimated opening is going to be $185 million opening this weekend in the United States. Uh, So it's going to be closing in on 300 million just after one weekend. Jerry, did you get out to see this movie
1: yet? I did not. Um, My wife is doing some important nursing stuff. She's out of town. I have the boys. Uh, I was not able to go catch it.
0: It's a weird flex, but okay, man. Um, Isaac, you got to go see it though.
2: I did. I did. And surprisingly, because I'm usually in the same boat, Uh, we just don't get to movies very much because we have kids. So, but I did actually get to go see it yesterday, so
0: I'm not going to play a spoiler review because if you think that this movie is any different than the original, then you should not even listen to our podcast because you're a knucklehead, okay? Uh, but I am going to play our rating system. This may be your first time listening to us, and you want, might want to be familiarize yourself with our rating system and how we rate things here.
1: Here on the Infinity Bros podcast, everything is ranked from a
0: zero to six point scale. Zero meaning horrible and six meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a six, it gets an infinity Step. All right, The Lion King uh, 2009 edition is what I'm going to kind of, that's the way I'm going to differentiate it, Isaac. I don't know how you're going to do it. I'm going to say 2019. Directed by Jon Favreau, written by Jeff Nathanson, Brenda Chapman, Irene Mechie, and Jonathan Roberts. It has, Isaac, do you think it's fair to say this is a star-studded cast? Oh yes. Oh yes.
2: I think could, this I you think You could that's definitely consider it a star yeah. cast. James does not make an appearance. It is not a Keanu Reeves movie, but it is a star side cast, for sure. Yes. Um stars Chuettle Ch- Chueddle
0: That's an intentional mispronunciation for Robbie. Uh <laughs> John Oliver, James Earl Jones, John Kenny uh Alf- Alfra Wood- Woodard. I didn't know she played um Sarabi. She was uh, Oh, man. She was the gal in Civil War that yells at Tony by the elevator. Remember, her son dies. But she oh, also played
2: Cottonmouth's sister. Yeah. And I'm forgetting her, okay. name,
0: her character's yep.
2: name. That makes sense. Um, yeah, I thought her voice sounded familiar, and I couldn't, I couldn't place it. So, yeah, there it is. Uh-huh. Yeah, I couldn't place it either. J.D. McCrary plays young Simba.
0: He's in he, – so his connection here is he knows uh, Donald Glover, a.k.a. Childish Gambino, who uh, and he's done some songs with him. He's actually the voice in the song "Terrified," one of the one of his great songs. Um, Shahadi Wright Joseph plays young Nala. Keegan Michael Key plays Kamari. Eric Andre plays Azizi. Florence Kasumba plays Shenzi. Seth Rogen as Pumbaa. Billy Eichner as Timon. Um, Chance the Rapper plays Bush Baby. Fun fact: he made an appearance in this. It's just a just a small one, but he made it in there. Um, Donald Glover plays older Simba. Beyonce plays older Nala. And then uh, after that, it's it's a bunch of no names. Uh, but Isaac, I'm going to start with your rating because I really am eager to hear yours. I think you and I are going to have a. Li- We're going to try to keep the discussion minimal because I know why people are here. Um, by the way, if if you're just like, hey, I don't want, I'm not interested in the Lion King. Our show notes are on our iTunes or on all of our podcasts. Just scroll down to our show notes and head on over to the MCU portion if you want to skip this. Isaac. What's your What's your rating and, and review of this movie?
2: I am going to give this movie a 4.5 out of 6. And there were uh, just a couple things as to why. I, I would give the animated 1995 Lion King a 6 out of 6. One of the best Disney original animated films of all time. Um, I didn't think. This one just didn't live up to the hype for me because it is just a straight-up, you know, a live adaptation of that film. So I just, I think it just struggles to distinguish itself from the original film. For me, um, one of my favorite scenes in the old um, animated Lion King is the scar, Be Prepared part of it and they did not do a good job of that in this live action um but like you said it is star-studded uh the voice acting is very good cgi is amazing um if you're if i went into it thinking the cgi was going to be the thing that let me down but it totally did not the cgi is amazing if the animals weren't talking you could even like misplace it for like a nature documentary like it's very good cgi um, let's see, what are some of the other nitpicks I had? I think that was about it. And then they just kind of made some other characters a little bit less important, like Rafiki could have probably just totally left him out of this movie. He wasn't that important. And in the original Lion King, obviously, he is very important. Um, Overall, it just didn't live up to the old one. But I would say it is a very good movie. If you are a fan of nostalgia in general, it would definitely be worth checking out. It's kind of one of those movies that I'm going to see once and probably never watch again. So 4.5 out of six, good movie, not as good as the original. That's my review. There you go.
0: This is, I was eager to see this cause I, I was worried I'm going to say something about this movie that I think could be really, really like shocking. Um, but I don't think you're going to disagree with it now. So, um, yeah, I'm going to give this movie a four out of six. Um, so just for okay, my wife Sarah is the biggest Lion King fan on the planet. Like ever since I've known Sarah. Oh, sorry, I got my dog back into the barking in the background. Um, ever since I've known Sarah, she has watched Lion King, been all about it. She, she still has like her blanket from when she was a baby for Lion King. I mean, this woman is nuts about Lion King. So we we got those tickets right when they came out. And uh, she she has always said the best movie of all time is Lion King. She walked out of this movie giving it a five and a half out of six. So I want to make sure that I give her rating first because she is a true um, Lion King fan. So I want to give that. Um, but what her and I agreed with, which is why my rating is a four, um, is that the acting in this was such a roller coaster. Um I'll go the bad first, then I'll go the good. I think James Earl... This is the shocking thing I'll say. I think James Earl Jones shouldn't have been in this movie. I think James Earl Jones was too old. He did not give... It didn't feel like he was giving any effort um, from his acting. And it sounds so weird to say, because Mufasa, aside from Darth Vader, obviously, Mufasa's his biggest role, probably. And so to just watch scenes like where he's talking with Simba after Simba gets in trouble with the hyenas and to not feel the emotional toll of that decision that Simba made was just like, this feels weird. Or when he was talking to Zazu and it didn't feel like he had any urgency in his voice or like when he tried to threaten Scar at the beginning of the movie and it just didn't, even when he's about to die, like there just wasn't the emotion wasn't there. Um I thought Donald Glover was good. I thought Beyonce wasn't good. Uh I think, I, I think this movie is a roller coaster. This is this is a miss for Favreau. I think. I think it's a four just because of the original. I don't think it's a four because of what Favreau did. Um, I'm really glad there wasn't an original screenplay because I don't think it would have been good. Isaac. I think. I don't know. I don't know. You can agree or disagree, but I don't think it would have been good. What I'll say positive. Here's what then, I'll say
2: about that. I, I actually agree with you about James Earl Jones. When I heard he was going to be in it, I was really excited because he nails Mufasa in the animated '95 uh, Flying King. But his voice inflection in this movie is just flat. Like he, like you said, you just don't hear any emotion out of it. And it's just like, okay, all right, Mufasa died. Great, you know? And that was such a huge deal in the first movie. And it just, I don't know, it just, it just didn't live up to the hype as the first one for sure. Yeah,
0: I, I mean, I think that's, we're both in agreement there. Um, what I'll say good is, and this is why it's a four is this is the greatest CGI in a movie I've ever seen. This CGI is unbelievable. This is on another level of jungle book. This is, and I I give jungle book a five out of six. Um, there's just some amazing stuff that Disney is working on right now in CGI that is so far ahead of everyone else. And this movie is a great Testament to that Favreau. If he directed that portion of it, then I tip my hat to him. Um, the story holds up on its own. It doesn't need. It doesn't need any more help. But um, yeah, this movie is a four out of six for me, and a, a four point. You said eight or four point two
2: for me. I don't. I don't deal 5, in so. uh, crazy decimals like Robbie does. So four point five. Yep. I will say though, the what actually kept it up at a four point five is the score is amazing. I mean, the original ninety five score is amazing, but this score also was incredible. I was really bummed that they didn't do the be prepared with Scar, and maybe that's just because the voice actor that played him couldn't sing. I I don't know. I don't know why it was that they
0: he was he was horrible. Yeah. I thought he I was didn't a horrible. Mind Scar. Him a
2: Scar, but he just he. I mean that scene was not exciting or engaging at all, and I was really disappointed about that. Um, but and I think they just they left little parts out, like the whole interaction with. Uh, Rafiki and Simba like that's the whole reason that Simba goes back is that he talks to Rafiki and Rafiki says doesn't matter it's in the past or you know that it just the past can hurt that was like one of the things that stuck out to me from the first one and they basically edited out that whole conversation like it just basically Rafiki shows him his reflection tells him that Mufasa's in him the whole time and then he's like oh okay all right here we go we're going back and it's like come on you just took out one of the best parts of the lion king for that so i there were just parts that and and they didn't really add anything from the original that made it exciting or better or anything like that so that's why it just falls a little bit flat for me
0: yeah i think we i think we're aligned on this which is which is unusual given last week um how different we were on spider-man uh I thought Zazu, Timon, and Pumbaa were better in this movie than the original. Um, I thought Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen were unbelievable in this movie. Unbelievable, they were. They were funnier than the original to me.
2: I will disagree with you on that, but they were fantastic. And they were. They were Timon and Pumbaa um, were some of the best parts of this uh, 2019 Lion King. I thought. And they are actually still some of the best parts of the 95 one. But the story and everything that goes along with the 95 one, they just flow so well into it. And in this one, it was just like they seemed like they were their own separate funny part to the movie, you know, which it didn't it didn't make me dislike them because they are funny and they are great voice actors. So that that part of it just disconnected for me a little bit. But um Oh man,
0: I I could not disagree more. I thought Billy I thought Billy Eichner stole the show here. Billy Eichner Billy Eichner stole the show. Seth Rogan gave a better version of Pumba than the original. Um I think they should have brought back Jeremy Irons for so Scar. That's what
2: they should have done, because he was fantastic. Like he was the best scar, but one of the best Disney villains like voices ever. Like he was mm-hmm. so good.
0: Yeah. It, he was phenomenal and for whatever reason they went with a different way so yeah that's our ratings of it Uh, I I will agree with you though Isaac go see this movie just for the CGI and just for Timon and Pumbaa if you're a fan of the original Lion King you're gonna walk out of this with a smile on your face it's a good
2: one time Um, watch but not one that I'm gonna buy and keep re-watching I completely
0: agree we align on that but we disagree that uh, we disagree that Billy Eichner's the man that's okay well, I that's think okay, he's the I man. I just
2: okay. don't think he's better than the original. Who it was uh Nathan Lane and who was Pumba in the original? I'm trying to remember who it was. I don't even remember his name. But Nathan Lane was fantastic as Timon in the original. I I like him better than Billy Eichner. I think yeah, that that's interesting
0: that that's the more controversial thing that I said then. <laughs> I thought James Earl Jones would be the I thought people would get grouchy with that. Maybe people will. What are your thoughts about Lion King's Send them in to us. We'd love to read them next week. All right, guys, it's time to get to the real show. Though we are finally talking about the MCU news. Uh, yesterday at approximately 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Eastern, uh, Western, excuse me, Pacific time, we got our Marvel Phase Four slate. Eleven properties uh, of ten, 10 properties officially announced. With six properties announced to be in development. I'm assuming though that Blade is more being developed on the back end i think it's more in pre-production given how they announced it but we're going to break them down into two chunks today our first chunk we're going to break down is the marvel cinematic universe shows that will be on disney plus so we're just going to walk through those shows who's starring in them give our thoughts and reviews on those and we'll take let the conversation take it to where we go but before we start on that guys um Isaac and Jarrett, what were your thoughts to me? Just like scrambling to get this information to you guys as quick as possible, because I was like sitting on Twitter, screenshotting everything. I probably screenshot fifty things and sent it. And we were just keeping the dialogue going. What was your like? I know what my
2: reaction was, obviously, but I'd love to hear what, what were you guys thinking as this whole process was going on. Your uh, screenshots were the first news that I got about any of them because I was hanging out with my family, so I wasn't like on Twitter the whole time. But I when I was getting your screenshots, I was freaking out probably the same you were. I I would suppose, I guess. But it was just awesome to see title after title announce and see all of their really awesome um, logos for their for the shows and yeah, it was just super cool to see all of them announced and uh, I'm trying to remember I don't remember it being like this every year, but I think just because it's endgame, it's the end of phase three, or, yeah, end of phase three, right? So we're moving on, and I think everybody is just really excited to see what's next. So I was pumped about it, and there wasn't a whole lot that you know we weren't expecting, I guess. There was probably two or three things that were kind of like surprises, but I yeah, I was super pumped for
1: all of it. Jarrett, what about you, man? I think the thing for me... Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Go ahead. Okay. I think the thing for me that was most exciting was just that I was being able to get somebody to feed me this all as it was happening. Um, I really appreciated that. But it was so nice that, like, um, I didn't get a chance to watch it, obviously, but you hit me up right away, and you're like, hey, Jarrett, they clearly are doing the Fraction Hawkeye logo. Like, um, And then... We were able to discuss all this in real time and just kind of hit it as it was going. Um, I'm really excited to see some of the directions that they are taken with all this because, for me, like there's so many unexpecteds that it, they hit us with last night. Um, that having that fresh and and real reaction to it at the time that it was dropping was nice for us to discuss right away. So the five shows. If you have not heard
0: the uh, MCU Phase Four news, maybe that's why you're checking out our show. Uh, they're gonna all be releasing on Disney plus. The first will be the Falcon in the Winter Soldier. It will be released on Disney Plus in 2020. Daniel Bruhl is confirmed to return as Baron Zemo and uh, there's a description that we will put in our show notes of um, what his kind of clip was from them. Basically, it's him kind of threatening them, you know, classic evil villain, twisting the mustache bits. Um, the next movie is Wanda Vision this will explore why Wanda Maximoff is indeed the Scarlet Vision and then Vision will somehow be back in it they weren't really able to say and it was a fun Scarlet Witch you mean Scarlet Witch excuse me Um, fun fact though is the Vision Paul Bettany actually says he does not even know what is going to happen to his character he still hasn't even read a script yet so very early on review then the next one was Loki. Uh, this one will feature Tom Hiddleston. He'll be coming back again, and it will show what happened at the in the middle of Endgame when he took the Space Stone and left from the uh, timeline that Tony and them went back to stop him and, and kind of got a little messed up. Then there will be a What If series. Uh, This show will talk about what if different things happen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe with many different actors reprising their roles. Uh, I'm going to try to read this list real quick. We'll break it down, too, so maybe we'll come back to what actors are in that in a bit. And then finally, Jerry, you alluded to it, but we'll break this down towards the end of the segment. uh, But Hawkeye. It will explore Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye's take. He will be back, and he will be training Kate Bishop. It will follow, I would assume... The uh, the storyline we were talking about earlier, alluding to uh, the logos there, so I'm assuming it will, and it will take place during his time as Ronan. Um, so we're going to get kind of a more deep, fleshed out version of Ronan. This series might make uh, ne- the end game a little better, but Jarrett, we're going to save that for last because I know you're really anticipating that, okay? But um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Jarrett, what are your thoughts initially after hearing
1: this? I think that was a good one. I think um, it needed to happen based off of like we're really looking for what the direction is in a kind of post Captain America world, and I think this is really a good one to um, explore. And, and it's interesting because they're really trying to make this relationship happen that I don't, I don't know that I see a lot of in the comics. Um, so I think there's a lot of raw ground to break there where uh, we get to explore this relationship that you know we as comic book fans haven't seen. I don't think enough of. Um, and you couldn't couldn't ask for better actors than they picked for. Um, you know, I'm glad Sebastian Stan and um, uh, Anthony Mackey are re- reprising these roles. What about you, Isaac? I think that's one of the shows that I am most excited
2: for. And because of Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan, but also they announced last night that Daniel Bruhl is going to be reprising his role as Baron Zemo. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they, I believe, this is what I just heard on Twitter, that they showed a picture of him in the hood I didn't. I haven't seen any pictures of it, so I don't know. They they did. It'll be in, it'll be in the show notes. Uh, we talked about it earlier, but there
0: it'll be in the show notes. Yep,
2: not the picture, but the description. That excites me a lot because he was really really good in Civil War, and I'm excited. See what I'm excited for in the MCU is for villains to not die at the end of their movies and to be included in the MCU. Um, you know that they're just in the background. We don't have to see them two three movies at a time but just to know that they're there is a really crucial aspect to building universe I think and I don't think Marvel has done a good enough job of that so that's that's what I'm really excited for because he was fantastic as Baron Zemo I
0: think I totally agree with you guys I, I, I'm i really interested to see how Anthony Mackey does on his own now because Anthony Mackey really is the perfect like backup guy in a movie he's just so charismatic and he just has that, that charm to him but um, on stage yesterday, him and him and Sebastian Stan were going back and forth. I think they got great chemistry. I don't know if they have uh, Infinity Bros universe chemistry, but they've got great chemistry up there. Um, and and I'm really jazzed to see it. I'm with you, Isaac. I think Daniel Bruhl is going to be able to carry him his own. And they're not calling these TV shows; they're calling them um, events. So they're trying to kind of make this a smaller version of I. At least from my interpretation of this, this will be a smaller version of
2: what happens in the MCU. Be able to tell the smaller stories and allow for those to kind of So do you guys think that these are going to be, they're going to be like more like mini series, like maybe six hour long episodes or something like that instead of a whole season of whatever, 15 or 20 episodes? I think like WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier and Loki and like what if
0: we'll be able to come back, but I don't know if, I mean Jared, you tell me, I don't know if Hawkeye has enough here to go come back. I mean, he's still alive in their universe in theory, but I just don't know how much, how much story, I mean, in this universe they could tell. What do you think Jarrett?
1: I feel like they have enough to play with. I mean, so again, here's my theory is that like, I think Hawkeye series is going to build into the young Avengers. Um, I think the market's ripe for it. And, If they're drawing from the comics, they have a lot to pull from. And if they're not, and they're just pulling from his five year hiatus, like that's such a deep vein and rich vein to explore. Um, Because I want to see like all the things that drove him to become Ronan. Obviously, we know um, from the beginning of Endgame, you know, just the big traumatic toll that losing his family took. But like there's so much more that leads into that character that I think they can strike into. So I don't know. We'll see. I I think there's enough there to dig from.
2: Also, one one other thing I want to mention about that show is that... Um, well, well, Anthony, hold on, we'll, we'll come back to the Oh, about Falcon or Hawkeye? About Falcon. Okay, go ahead. Um, Anthony Mackie has said that he has tried on his Captain America outfit already. He got fitted for it. So that'll be really cool to see the reveal of his Captain America outfit. I, you know, you would assume that he's going to be Captain America in this series. So. Do you think they do it like on the front end or do they do it on the back end? It's got to be front end because they had the whole passing of the torch at the end of endgame i just would imagine that they would explore that right away i would think anyways i don't know what do you think jared
1: yeah i would say probably the same there's like this call to arms maybe not like the first shot but there's this call to arms where they need captain america and he rolls out in the new suit um i'm interested to see how close it is to Obviously, like Chris Evans has gone through so many iterations through the movies, I'm interested to see if it's more like the comic book uh, Sam Wilson Captain America, or if they continue to evolve it like they did with Chris Evans. I think that's going to be so cool to see.
0: Have you read the Axis storyline, Jarrett? Oh, I love Axis. I wonder wonder if they're going to do that down the line too. That'd be like a really good movie. That'd be a good Avengers movie. I don't know. Whenever I think of you could get that
1: X Men in that. Whenever
0: I think of of Falcon Captain America, I think of Axis. I think of his dialogue. He has a gold man, Steve. Um, We then go to Isaac's favorite one on the list for sure is WandaVision. Um, The new series WandaVision will star Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany. Um, And according to Feige, if you thought the logo was strange, wait until you see this show. It's going to get weird. We're going to get deep, Olsen promised. We're finally going to understand Wanda Maximoff as the Scarlet Witch. And uh, she's been sidelined a lot, guys. Uh, This is pretty exciting. Isaac, aside from the name.
2: What did you think of this announcement? Aside from the name, I'm excited for this show, and especially with I know we'll talk about this a little bit later, but they also announced that she was going to be appearing in Doctor Strange two, so I'm I'm optimistic that she will have a much bigger role in the in the MCU going forward, which is great because she is probably one of the most powerful Avengers. She's a mutant. I don't think that's been referenced in the MCU, but maybe that somehow could shoehorn the mutant storyline in there somewhere. Um, you could even go potentially House of M at some point with her. Like That would be epic. That's
0: that's, that's my reality stone theory a couple episodes ago. I believe episode seven or eight yeah, is where rice. I said she's the one that, that creates mutants. So, I mean, I, it'd be pretty sweet.
2: Yeah, yeah. So there's just so much opportunity with this show. I just can't believe they kept the name Wandavision. It just blows my mind. It's like the literally the worst name you can think of. There has to be some reason behind this, though. There has to be just some like it. Better be explained immediately because I, I just like I. We went over this. I don't know if this is a podcast thing or if this is just us talking, but a long time ago we were thinking that the actual name. Was some spoiler for Endgame or something like that, so they wouldn't reveal the actual name of the show. But then when they announced WandaVision again last night, I was like, Oh no, they didn't change the name. Yeah, Ugh. I know that's a bummer, dude. Bummer.
0: I, I think this is my this is my dark horse for the best on the list of all of them. I think this sh- they were playing old time music too from like the '60s or '50s in it too. So, cause I and on our show notes, you'll be able to go back. Variety film the whole thing. Um, there's some audio issues from variety, but it's, it's worth a watch. And they played that when her and Bethany came out and I don't know, man, I think this show is going to be the one that changes the most in the MCU out of all of them. I think this show is going to be like, I I think you're not going to be able to watch
1: Dr. Strange without watching this show. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm cool with it. Cool. Jared, what do you think? I think it's got potential. Um, again, I think so. So here's another thing is, uh, they could build into her twin sons that she, manifests out of her powers which again would lead into the young avengers um i just read this today it would be so cool to have the sprouse twins i think they have the acting chops to be um what is it wicked and yeah wicked and speed um i think there's a lot they can do with this again the name is horrible but uh we'll we'll put it aside here um yeah i think like we could get real house of m vibes uh her just twisting the fate of reality because she's so heartbroken over the loss of vision like um it's it's going to be something big I think for sure. Again, I, th- I there is maybe one or two more uh exciting things on this list for me, but you know, I know WandaVision is going to be a big hit for some what people. What if
0: she's the reason that Doctor Strange has to do all this multiverse traveling?
2: Ooh,
1: yeah, that would be that dope. That would be interesting, yeah. Like
0: on the front end, she's the, she's the villain. Like she creates night because Nightmare is supposed to be. We'll talk about that movie in a bit, but man, that's just it's interesting. You can't really talk about either of these properties or the other. So much potential. Yeah. The other thing that's interesting, we want to make sure we, I want to make sure I touch on this is uh, Tiana Paris is going to be playing Monica Rambo. She's the young girl from Captain Marvel. Um, she has a big role in the newer comic books um, playing her character. Um, are you guys familiar with Monica Rambo? Not, Not at cool. all. Okay, cool. Well, then I guess we're going to have to open up the old wiki page for us then. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm Jared. I'm actually surprised you don't know about that. Yeah, that's unfamiliar to me. While while you're looking up the mm-hmm. wiki, um, one thing that I want to make sure I get super... all our character stuff right. That's why I sure, didn't sure. know we'd have to do this. Sure. Um, with with everything that you're talking about with WandaVision, and maybe this is a this is a Reality Stone House of Mark. We can dig further into down the line, but I think it would be cool to see like an original sin type storyline uh, where where you see a lot of these things spill forth and you have to look for the man on the wall. Cause that's such a great thing. Um, and I think it'll be Dr. Strange. Who's the man on the wall. I think uh, we're kind of alluding to it and we'll talk to this in a bit with the events that are going to take place in Thor um, is very like playing off of original sin. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot that they can do with this for sure. Especially with the announcement that she's going to be in Dr. Strange. Man, so much to cover. Yeah, Monica Rambeau is a
0: newer Avenger for sure. Uh, Her current alias is Spectrum in the comics. She's played Pulsar. She did have a little stint where she was Captain Marvel, Photon, and Daystar. Um, Maria Rambeau obviously is her mother. That's the pilot friend of Captain Marvel. So WandaVision has a Captain Marvel connection to it. I think the reason none of us know about it, though, is she's she's part of the Ultimates. And that's not been our group's specialty. With comics we we, te- we we've kind of avoided those as a group <laughs> um and then the mighty avengers too so she might i could see her kind of being an avenger too jared i could see this kind of maybe potentially connecting with uh, hawkeye as well because she's got a really rich history and they clearly were setting her up in the previous movie for this
1: yeah for sure and a mighty avengers would be something to touch on down the line i don't know how soon we would get that but
0: well it sounds like if they're doing this that feige's got big plans because they didn't just say, hey, we're jumping straight to a fifth Avengers movie. They, they kind of said we're holding off for a couple of years on it, which I'm I'm, I'm I'm proud of them on. We'll talk about that in movies, though. Loki, the Loki movie. So they brought Tom Hiddleston back out. He's obviously no stranger to Comic-Con. He came years ago and uh, kind of announced that Avengers movie that he would be in that and told Kevin Feige to Neil. I don't know if people remember that, but that's hilarious. Um and so Hiddleston explains just about that last thing that happened to him as was he got Hulk smashed. So there's a lot of psychological evolution that is still yet to happen. Kevin has generously showed me what his plans are. It's one of the most exciting creative opportunities I've ever come across. This is new territory, a new world, new challenges, and I cannot wait to get started. So um, Loki will be the Loki from the from the first Avengers movie, the really horrible mean Loki who doesn't make it to your favorite movie, the Dark uh, Thor, the Dark, dark World, Jarrett. So, um, yeah, this is interesting. Very fascinating that, that they got Tom Hiddleston to come back. What do you guys think of this?
1: I'll go ahead. Um, I love that Tom Hiddleston is getting his own series. I love Loki's character development in the comic books. I loved his character development in the movie, which is why I hate this series. Um, I, I like that Loki was starting to come around. I like that we were starting to see more of the anti-hero side of him. Um, and I thought that was such a cool place to explore. And, and then they're like, no, forget all that. Forget all the hard work that was put into this character development. We're just starting back from bad guy steals things and tries to take over the world. Um, I think that's such a dumb move. I, I'm, not, I'm not into it. Interesting. I also like
2: the Tom Hiddleston coming back because he's fantastic as Loki. Here's, here's something, Jarrett. What if they start a new anti-hero arc in this series what if they they have him kind of turn back to that anti-hero it just comes about differently than it did you know in the mcu
1: i think it could be good I, I mean like look at the end of the day i'm still gonna watch this series yeah like i'm not i'm not joking you know um disney plus I just,
2: getting all my money
1: yeah absolutely but like you know you really feel for him at the end of ragnarok and then rolling right into uh endgame like or not endgame uh, infinity wars like i felt it like he was such a real character and like for all the crap we give thor the dark world um the scene where he's just heartbroken and bloody footed and and torn up over the death of his mom like Give me that Tom Hiddleston, man. He acted the crap out of that scene. Again, horribly directed movie. Thor The Dark World is definitely not without its flaws, but that scene right there was so palpable, and Tom Hiddleston does such a good job, and it was written so well that, like, it's hard for me to just dismiss that and throw that away and be like, okay, this is not our Loki anymore.
0: Yeah, I I think you're onto something here, too. Like, you you give us years of development, and then you're kind of taking a swerve. Um, I think Hiddleston... This is going to sound bad. I think Hiddleston is struggling to find spots to act right now. And I think he has to kind of hold on to Loki because that's been his big role. And, I, I mean, there's a difference between him and Chris Hemsworth. And we'll talk about Chris Hemsworth and what he's going to be doing moving forward later. But I, I think I think this is kind of him being like, hey, I want to come back and Marvel figuring that out personally. But I don't know. Maybe there's a bigger story here. Maybe this does play in, again, to Doctor Strange with the multi- the the dimensions maybe he'll play a role in that I don't think they shared everybody that's going to be in these shows um, but yeah Loki I've I've been really outspoken about this Loki I could give or take Loki like I'm Lokied out I've had plenty of Loki I've had my Loki fill I was pretty su- cool I like the way he died in Infinity War I thought that was a perfect way for him to end and it's a bummer so I I'll, I'm like you Jared. I'll watch it but this is definitely the if we're ranking them it's on the bottom of my list for sure so yeah um let's go to the next one what if this one is very interesting um so what so uh the what if anim- it'll be an animated anthology series that will explore alternate stories in the MCU like what if Thanos had joined the avengers Marvel Studios presents. Marvel Studios President Kevin Feige announced some new details about the series from Comic Con's Hall H stage, including the fact that over two dozen MCU actors are coming back to lend their roles, and that Jeffrey Wright has joined the cast as the Watcher. Jeffrey Wright, uh, famous for his Westworld appearance, and then what was the other movie you referenced? Oh, oh uh, Isaac, what was the movie we referenced? Oh, Hunger Hunger Games. He's BT in Hunger Games. Actors that are coming back include Michael B. Jordan, Sebastian Stan, Josh Brolin, Mark Ruffalo. Tom Hiddleston, Samuel L. Jackson, Chris Hemsworth, Haley Atwell, Chadwick Boseman, Karen Gillan, Jeremy Renner, Paul Rudd, Michael Douglas, Chris Sullivan. Chris Sullivan plays Taserface. Uh, Michael Rooker. Um, Taserface. Jeff Goldblum. Uh, Jaman Juma- uh, uh Toby Jones. Taika Waititi. Stanley Tucci. David... Oh, man. I'm going to butcher this one. Dasmilchian. Das He's the guy who plays... Uh, this is the work of Gypsies in Ant-Man. Remember him? Yep. Oh uh, yeah, Natalie guy. Portman, Sean Gunn, Dominique Cooper and then Neil McDonough. I was looking up who he played. He played d- uh Dun Dun the d- Dugan. Thank you. Go. Dun Dun, gu- dun Dum, 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 dum dugan. dugan. Thank you. I kept mixing it up. He plays <laughs> him in the first Captain America. So pretty sweet casting no. list here guys
2: with that the Watcher in it. Sweet. I I think it would be sweet to see the Watcher in the What If series. So I hope that we see him. Um, regardless, it's going to be a really, really interesting series because you can literally do anything that you think of. You can think up any crazy scenario and just do it. What I'm more interested in is is the format that they are going to do it in. Are they going to do one different scenario each episode or are they going to focus a couple episodes on each scenario or, you know, there's so many cast character, uh, cast members in the show that you just went through. So you would think that it would have to be pretty quick to go through each scenario. Um, another side note is that, I mean, so many of them are back, but Michael B. Jordan is on there as Killmonger, which is going to be awesome. Um man this show this is the most one of the most interesting things to me because it's so crazy in the comics they just think up these random scenarios like hey what if Mary Jane Watson was Spider-Man instead of Peter Parker you know just it's, totally sorry excuse me one second it's Mary Jones Mary please. Jones yes yes Mary what if Mary Jones was Spider-Man instead of Peter Parker You know, uh, just all these different things that they can do with it. So this is one of my most look forward to shows on the Disney Plus slate. Um, And Jeffrey Wright, I'm excited to hear what he has, but it would be cool to see The Watcher. So I would be good with either if it was just narrating or if
1: he was actually appeared in it. Jared, what do you think? I, I mean, I've said it before and I'll say it again um between this what if and doctor strange 2 there's so much that you can set up here um, i think what if a great comic book series by the way um, what if can set up for you know spider verse what if could set up for you know we if we have owatu in this series and we have owatu starting to show up in the movies down the line um Uatu is the watcher by the way if you if you didn't know that um, you can have original sin like it opens up so many possibilities for um, if they ever wanted to take one of these and just run with it, it, it puts that ball into play where it just doesn't come out of the nowhere and hit you a cold hard in the face. Like they've built up to this premise that there's these worlds out there that are different from our own but close enough to where it seems familiar. Um, I think this is such a great idea to go with this and run with it.
2: I would love a live action Into the Spider Verse with Toby Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland in it. That would be so epic. This would be a perfect thing for it too because you wouldn't have to make it a full feature film. You could just do like whatever they're going to do an episode on it and just like kind of tease it a little bit. Oh, that would well, be We so talked fun. about it last week. I mean, this that that would be the movie we want and what if is so interesting
0: to me because the other question I have and again, this is why I say I don't think they're listing everybody that's in it. I think Chris Evans and Robbie Downey Jr are going to come back and do some of this
2: yeah with so many character cast members but i did notice that those guys were big ones left off but i mean you almost have to bring them back for for some of the stuff they would want to do with it mm-hmm. no i i man so many possibilities i agree I, what it's gonna if is awesome. really going to be fun that's that's just going to be
0: that'll be a good one to put on and put it on in the background almost and <clears throat> watch it when you're bored one day i'm oh gosh what if is going to be I'm so excited for that one. And then finally Jarrett Hawkeye. It was rumored all of these beforehand, we kind of had an idea they
2: were coming. This one came out of left field to me at least. Um it re- Well, this one was one that was rumored but it was never confirmed by my I wonder if yeah, I wonder it, if Renner like- was fighting a contract thing or not maybe maybe that could be but a lot of these shows were actually confirmed a long time ago before Endgame came out and that was the Hawkeye was one that was rumored but they Marvel never was like hey yeah we're doing a Hawkeye series so it is pretty awesome that they are actually doing it. So They're releasing in it.
0: fall 2021 it's Marvel's most critically acclaimed comic in recent memory. Clint Barton breakout star of a little Marvel movie you might have seen a while back continues his fight for justice and good rooftop barbecues with young Avenger Kate Bishop by his side. He's out of he's out to get some downtime with from being one of Earth's mightiest heroes but when the apartment building he's moved into and the neighbor he's befriended are threatened by a track suit wearing dog abusing gang of Eastern European mobsters who say bro an awful lot Clint must stand up and defeat his new adopted family any way he can. That's the synopsis for the comic series that Jarrett uh, is so passionate about. Jarrett, dude, I got to know. What do you think about this news, man? Did he we lose might Jarrett? Not be
2: back yet. He sent a message.
0: Oh, his baby woke up. Uh, Isaac, why don't you go ahead and share your thoughts, and then we'll get Jarrett on.
2: I... I'm excited for it because Jeremy Renner is great as Hawkeye. Um, it'll be fun to see kind of the passing of the torch to Kate Bishop. I'm not super familiar with this. I've, I've never read uh, this new run, so I I have, literally have no expectations. I've got no ideas of what it should be like, so that should be interesting for me. I'd, I'd actually like to read the comic before it comes out just so I have an idea of what the heck is going on, if that, you know, even follows the comic at all or whatever you do it assume it was since they didn't they come out with the same type of logo as it is in the in Mm -hmm. the comic run so the reason that similar when we were communicating
0: yesterday in our group chat the reason I was freaking out was because the logo was exactly the same and I think that's an intentional decision I don't know if it's gonna have him living in an apartment like the comic um is kind of alluding to but um I do think this I agree with Jerry, and he, he talked about it earlier I mean um it's going to be very interesting to see if Hawkeye, if, if they're going to keep him long-term or if they're just going to stick with Kate Bishop and usher her in. And then this will be runners kind of like last kind of thing before he leaves similar to kind of what Scarlett Johansson's doing with the first black widow movie that's coming out at the beginning of this slate. Um, Jarrett, you're finally back, man. Jarrett, got to know. What do you think about this, this, uh, TV show announcement, man,
1: dude, this is exactly what I needed. Um, so I, I I think I've said it on the podcast before, but I'll say it again. It's worth retelling. Um, Matt Fraction and David Aja are just a phenomenal team. But Matt Fraction's Hawkeye is probably my most re-readable comic run. Um, it is probably my favorite. And so to see this get adapted into a, a TV series is phenomenal. Um, I just love the way that they pursue his character and make him just like this dude who happens to be a superhero. Um, Like they very much play up his regular guy aspect uh, and his normal human limitations and just his relationships and how flawed he is as a person. Um, I think the introduction of Kate Bishop is going to be phenomenal. Um, I do think you hit it right on the head, uh, Max, where you said, you know, this might be his last hurrah. I don't think he'll phase out of Marvel permanently, but I think this is going to be a little bit of a passing of the torch, um, and he might just make cameos down the run. But I'm just excited to see where they go with this. I, again, I don't think they're going to do a lot of the same things that the comics have, like word for word verbatim. Um, but it'd be cool to pursue like his more human side as opposed to him as an Avenger, or even him as a shield agent. Yeah,
0: I don't know. It's interesting because like, is I mean, it could go the other way too. It could be like, oh, you know what? They're gonna this is
1: this is their way of saying, hey, he's in it for the long haul now too. That could be. And, and maybe he's... Um, so he kind of plays an impromptu role in the Young Avengers series as like a bit of a mentor towards them. He helps them out at a few different points. Um, and that would be a good way to tie... Again, I think that's going to happen down the road. That's one of my predictions. And I think that'd be a good way to tie him as one of the original Avengers into this new... Uh, younger generation that's coming up with the Young Avengers. Yeah,
0: that's it's going to be so interesting to see how and if they do that. Man, it's big, man. It's big news. Um, all right, let's uh, let's transition over to the movies. This is the uh, the official movies that will come from Marvel Studios. Um, the first one, this one is no surprise. This was probably the least surprising thing, and it came at the end. Is when they announced it. I found that interesting that they kind of brought this up at the end they started with Eternals and not this um Black Widow um but they did release footage maybe that was kind of their thought process um but it will return obviously Scarlett Johansson it will star David Har- uh, David Harbour in it as well he will play the um Russian version of Captain America I'm forgetting oh the Red, Red Guardian. Guardian yeah um and so uh and then Yelena will be in it she'll be played by I have her last name but what's Nah, something pew we'll get it figured out but um and it will explore natasha's time in budapest and part of civil war guys what do you think about
1: this movie i think like we we heard about budapest and was it the first avengers um and works you know obviously like they make that uh you know this this is nothing like what do they say? This is like Budapest, or this takes me back to Budapest, and the line is like, no, this is nothing like Budapest, or you and I remember it differently. Um, I think it's cool to see a little bit more of her backstory. I think they did good character development with her through the series, and um, more than I thought they would for for a character like her. Um, really, like going deep for somebody who's supposed to be just like a femme fatale or whatever. Uh, they did so much, and obviously, Endgame gave us so much to work with. Uh, I think this is a good direction for it. Uh, I know Keanu Reeves is not in it, but this is a star-studded cast. Very good point. <laughs> I think this is a good call. I am excited to, to see where they go with this.
2: Yeah, I feel about the same way. I, I, There's a great cast. Um, Scarlett Johansson is great as Black Widow. I'm excited to see some of the backstory that has been alluded to in all these movies, but we've never really dug into her character a ton. And, you know, she even has basically taken a back seat since the first Avengers movie. I mean, she's obviously a major character, but, you know, she doesn't have superpowers. So you can't put her on the front lines with Thor and Captain America. So it'll be fun to kind of see a little bit of her background. And if they do do some of the Budapest storyline to see that, maybe even they'll reference, um, hawkeye a little bit in there and see a little bit of the backstory between their relationship that'd be kind of cool but yeah it'll be it'll be kind of see good good to see her with her own movie and her own villains she's earned this man i mean if there's a person that has earned the right to be in
0: this like to have a movie of their own it's scarlett johansson And, and and how they've taken this long to make this movie um is absolutely beyond me it it, it, shame on Marvel for getting her in phase four shame on Marvel this should have been a phase two phase three movie yeah this definitely should have been a while ago for sure we could have done this instead of a second Ant-Man movie let's be honest with ourselves they could we could have done this instead of it I I love the Ant-Man movies don't get me wrong it's just Mm -hmm. actually no I don't love them I like them Um, but I would rather have had this than a second Ant-Man movie and I think Marvel. I think Marvel's. Bat, I think Marvel's I'm, looking yeah, at man. this, going, "Yeah, this is what we should have done instead." So, yeah, I, I'm really, I'm very excited for Scarlett Johansson, just for the work she's put in, and she is a pillar of this franchise. Um, and her Great. death, even in, in Endgame, her death got so overlooked, and it just got so just kind of put to the side, given the brush, yeah, given the, rug, the pacing yeah. of that story that. I I think this this is a movie that that we've needed and I'm very excited for this movie not from not from the fact that she's a woman but just from the fact that she's an amazing character who deserves her time under the sun and then same for Hawkeye Hawkeye deserved those two deserved a movie how we didn't get like a Hawkeye and Black Widow movie before this doesn't even make sense to me yeah definitely what are the odds you think Isaac
2: of uh, of Hawkeye being in this did they did they announce that it was set in Budapest? Is that how they've the alluded to it? That, it's, that it's, in,
0: it's Budapest. Yeah.
2: I I feel like there would be if it was in Budapest, there would have to be at least references. It would be really cool if there was a cameo of Jeremy Renner in in the movie. That would be sweet. Well, Taskmaster's is too, I don't know. Man. It, it doesn't to me. Taskmaster. Yeah, that that's going to be mm-hmm. really awesome. Uh, to me, it doesn't feel like he would be in it and if he does make a cameo it would not be a big part because there's already what like three villains in this movie now like there's already so many characters i just think if he did make a cameo it wouldn't be a huge like part of the movie that's just my thoughts though so i don't i don't know I was excited, though, when um, you sent, I think you messaged something about David Harbour's character being called Alexi, And I don't know Black Widow's character and villains super well, so that didn't ring a bell for me. The first thing I thought of was Rhino, actually, because his he's a Russian dude named Alexei Sistovich. Sistovich, I think, is his last name. Um, so I, I was like, oh, are we going to get some backstory into some other villains and maybe crossover and have a little bit of spider-man references and stuff like that but um red guardian sure yeah we'll take that i'm all right with that yeah jared what are the odds that uh hawkeye ends up in uh, this movie
1: um i would say pretty high Uh, we know that somewhere down the line he flips her from working for the kgb in the red room to becoming a shield agent my guess is it's probably not a right away it's probably not you know a bulk of the movie with him in there it's probably something in the third act where she's just murking and taking out a bunch of uh you know um shield agents and then he shows up on the picture they do their thing and then he you know uh goes to bat and fights for her i think that would be a good a good way to tie it in but i don't think he's in the bulk of the movie also um just to clarify, the Red Guardian in the comics, his first name is Alexei, which is the same as Rhino. So yeah, yeah, right,
2: right, yeah, exactly. That's just, I just didn't know his name. Just a coincidence. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting. I, Jared, I know you had to, you had to sit,
0: leave the room real quick, but we were saying that this movie's just so earned. We're so happy that she's getting it. I would have, I said, I would have rather had this than another Ant Man movie. Uh, what would you think about all that?
1: Yeah, I think um, this should have happened sooner. I think it would have helped with a lot of the, because there's, I mean, not to say that there wasn't so much weight already to Endgame and her her story there, but I think it would have just enhanced that so much more to see that journey through, uh, from the very beginning to this, you know, Endgame being the the final point there. Um, yeah, it does kind of break my heart that this is coming as late as it is, but uh, yeah, definitely welcome, definitely needed. Um, I think we have a chance here for Marvel to once again flex uh, how good they are at creating origin stories. Um, obviously, Scarlett Johansson is going to be a hit at this. Uh, it's really coming at a good time and, you know, better life If than this never.
0: movie makes a billion, which I think it will, I think it'll be close. This will be like 900 to a billion, I bet. If this movie makes a billion, then this, this just means that Marvel can do anybody they want.
2: Because the theory has always been that she can't carry it. I think the test is Shang-Chi, honestly. If Shang-Chi can make a billion, then Marvel can literally just do whatever they want. Shang-Chi has more more connections to the MCU
0: than um, the Eternals. So I think the Eternals is the answer. That's true. Oh, personally. yeah. Personally. I don't
2: think the Eternals is going to make a billion. I think it will. I think it will. You think it will? Star. All right. We'll yeah. find out. Star- Let's go to
0: the Eternals. Uh, so Chloe Zhao will be directing she'll be sitting behind the camera this is her first big movie she said um, when she was there I've always wanted to do a, an MCU movie we're, we're to the point now guys where directors want to do these movies because they're picking up these young indie directors that they're like growing up with it um, this movie will star Angelina Jolie Richard Madden Camille Nugiani Lauren Ridloff Brian Tyree Henry uh, that's the name on the list a lot of people are having a hard time identifying he was from Get Out he was the buddy in Get Out If you've ever seen that movie, the one who is always constantly questioning his friend, I thought it was a funny role. Selma Hayek, Leah McHugh, she's the young new actor, and Don Lee. Um, The logo, this is like my favorite logo, by the way. I love the Eternals logo. That's a really cool Um, logo. The Eternals will be something that is brand new, according to Kevin Feige, and entirely different. Unlike Thor Ragnarok, though, this movie will lean into the vibrant and stylish brilliance of the iconic artist and writer Jack Kirby. It's about cosmic characters that have spent 35,000 years on Earth and have been on the MCU this whole time, and we just didn't know it yet. They're an immortal race of aliens who's been sent by the Celestials to protect Earth from a race of humanoids known as the Deviants. This is one of those ones that a lot of comic book people haven't read, including us. Um, Isaac, you just said you don't think it's going to make a billion. Tell us your thoughts.
2: I just think, uh, and granted, Marvel's done it before, so I could be totally off base on this. Um, I just think that these... This is a new story. There are new characters. Nobody knows any of these characters, including me. And I think that people are going to think it's a good movie, but it's not going to generate the hype and the buzz that so many Marvel movies do just because of Marvel's history and because of the characters. So I think it will make a lot of money. I don't think it will make a billion. I think it will make roughly... Seven fifty to eight hundred million, maybe. So it'll it'll still make quite a bit, but just just because it is a new storyline and they're kind of experimenting with things, I think it'll still be a fantastic movie too. I think I think Marvel can really make just about whatever they want. Well, now that they have this just massive resume, you know. So that's that's me just projecting that the general population is not going to like it as much as, you know, say an Avengers movie or a Thor movie. This one's going to be so interesting, though,
0: because it is it has been reported in the past that it'll have the first LGBTQ um, a character in it. Jarrett, do you think decisions like that using Game of Thrones characters, um, Game of Thrones actors, excuse me, Angelina Jolie just made seven hundred and sixty million on Maleficent one and none of us saw that? I mean, do you think that this could carry it over a
1: billion, Jarrett? Yeah, I think it has the has the potential there. Um, obviously, like the ball's been rolling for so long with Marvel and um, Disney doing their thing that like they can afford to take as many big risks as they want at this point. I, like, I honestly, believe that. And it's interesting. So I before you had mentioned this, I didn't know who Chloe Zhao was, but looking through her IMDb page, um, she did a, a a movie called Songs My Brothers Taught Me which I've heard a lot about because it's a movie about, uh, reservation life. Um, and I know people here rave about this movie. I personally haven't seen it. And so now I'm kind of interested, but, um, it looks like just from her, her little bio here that she's able to do these kind of, uh, these really personal and intimate stories. I think, uh, you know, these are very real stories with very human and real experiences. And so to put her in such a fantastic setting, um, I I love that Marvel is continuing to do this, where they just take a risk and jump out and see what sticks to the wall, and if this movie fails, fine, but I don't think it will. I mean, you have such a great cast, you have um, such unique experiences coming into this, and I think uh, striking out in this way and doing something that's maybe a little daring is a good play for them. I think if they were to stay stagnant and to play it safe, uh, they really wouldn't evolve and grow and uh we would be stuck with subpar you know superhero movies i think it's gonna make it
0: i think it will too I, I i think it's gonna surprise a lot of people it has to be made well which every one of them pretty much has um even thor the dark world has some good parts in it um it has to be made very well but i think they're gonna do it it's gonna be really interesting to see though can the eternals do it um because i don't know Moving on to movies that uh, that are unknown and uh, diverse, we have Shang Chi. Uh, Kevin Feige announced the title of Shang Chi solo movie will be Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, harkening back to the terrorist group that kidnapped Iron Man at the beginning of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Director Destin Daniel Cretton uh, arrived on stage to announce the actor playing the. T- the title role, Simu Liu, a Chinese-Canadian actor best known for his for his role in the hit sitcom *Kim's Convenience*.
2: Dude, this guy is hilarious on Twitter. Isaac, have you seen this guy? I have. Yeah, you were screenshotting us a bunch of his tweets, and he was kind of campaigning for himself to play. Shang-Chi in, what was it, like last December or something like that? <laughs> so he had just a bunch yeah. of tweets, and he, he goes back and retweets them and tweets, you know, replies to them now, and he's like, oh, yeah, I guess I am playing Shang-Chi now. The best really part, funny. too, is he has a tweet that he just sent He sent out uh, in early July. He
0: said, people ask why I go shirtless a lot. Look, I'm just waiting for Hollywood to make me a superhero suit. Still waiting, Sunfire. Here's an interesting one he, he tweeted – hashtag sunfire hashtag namor hashtag terry mcginnis hashtag amadeus cho dude
1: this guy knows his comic book characters Jarrett. yeah he he's in on it i mean amadeus cho is is a good one to pull from but like wow yeah he's there All four of those i was like
0: whoa deep cuts my man yes yes add him add him he, he's great um he had got I was like i'll be
1: kaiju kid <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh! Do you think the odds they do a Kaiju Kid appearance in the next twenty years?
1: Ooh, 50-50, I would say that's like such a niche. But I like, love Kaiju Kid, they've done I it. Love Kaiju I mean, Kid. yeah.
0: I was just reading um, Venomized. Have you read the series that they did? They just finished it. Venomized. Yeah, it was really good. It was yeah. a crossover series, and and he was and Kid Kaiju was in it, and he was great in it. So. I digress, but um, Lou said he was cast on Tuesday when this was announced on Saturday, uh, July 20th. Um, he screen tested on Sunday in New York, and then he said, this is the craziest dream, and now I'm here at San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, Lou will be joined by Tony Lung, who will play the Mandarin, a very, ch- very famous Chinese actor, and then Aquafina will be in it as well, and another additional uh, great actress who we don't know what her role is, this one is so interesting, guys. So on the, if you want to go check out the variety post that I have below on our show notes, um, Kevin Feige actually lists like like five different times of the Ten Rings being present in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and he even shows a picture that I had never seen before, where one of the Ant Man guys in the scene where the kind of um, climax scene of Ant Man, where they're in the that room and Ant Man gets big. Um, one of the guys holding a gun has a ten rings tattoo on his neck. You can barely see it. But he like puts it up on the big screen. Dude, I think they've been planting
2: they've been planting Shang Chi since state since phase one. That would not surprise me at all. They are doing the backstory work for a lot of these stories. And even in the infinity, you know, saga, they did that not to to a little bit of a lesser extent, but then they kind of retconned everything in Endgame, and it just was like, "Wow, this is fantastic." Um, so I, that would not surprise me at all if they've been putting little snippets of rings and and stuff like that in the previous movies.
1: Jared, are you familiar with shang Chi in the comics? Oh yeah, he's one of my favorites. He he pops up a lot in Amazing Spider-Man. Um, can you tell Can you tell our audience a little bit about him? Because I I'll be honest with you, I don't know a lot. Yeah, so he's, his whole thing is, like, he's a master of kung fu. Um, and so he does a lot of work with, like, Iron Fist. He does it with Spider-Man. Um, a lot of the street-level heroes. Um, but the cool thing about him is, like, his whole thing is chi and kung fu and enhancing other people's abilities. So it's weird because I've always seen him as a good supporting hero. You know, you really don't see him get his own series that much. Or if you do, you don't really hear about it. Um, he's not a big name that, like people would know but he is a good character and i think um this would play well i'm so surprised that he's getting his own movie but i think it will play really well and i think adding him into something else would be nice my theory is that you know maybe at one point they were considering bringing the netflix universe into the mcu um and it just didn't work out because of you know the failures with the netflix series but um I think this is like, hey, we have all this stuff set up. We've been building to it for so long. Like, let's put Shang Chi in there and just give him a shot. And yeah, like you said, I'm I'm following this dude on Twitter now. Holy cow, is he funny? He's holy he's perf-
0: cow. He is so perfect. Like, kind of we. Tony, our, Robert Downey Jr. leaving leaves this kind of void of like really, really great. Um people behind behind a camera or in front of a camera excuse me and like it seems like Ant-Man's not going to be back for a while it seems like these kind of more famous people that were in Endgame are kind of getting a break for a bit in, in phase four maybe phase five it's just really nice to have this guy who's going to be talking for the next year and a half he's hilarious I, I'm I will be reading news from him because I know his response will be great even yesterday when they announced him he's like yeah my parents are Chinese we moved to Canada and my mom wanted me to be a doctor, and I guess uh, I win. So suck it! Like he didn't say suck it, mom, but he said something in the lines of like, eh, got gotcha, mom." Like I-, I loved that. I thought I think he's a perfect, a perfect guy to kind of lead this universe. And is Shang-Chi funny, Jarrett?
1: Um, I, that's not really how I would describe him. I don't think he's known. Do you think for they'll it. make like, him funny? Obviously, Spider-Man is known for his quip. I think they could make him funny. I think w- with the tweets that I'm seeing coming out of this guy, for sure they could make him funny. Um, yeah, this guy's hilarious. He's there. Yeah, I, I love this casting. And I think it's cool to see um, some Canadian representation, which mm-hmm. is pretty dope.
0: Wait, who do you, uh, real quick, who who, who created Shang Chi? Just a little trivia pop quiz.
1: Who created? Oh, goodness. You definitely know him. Uh, uh, you, is it oh, Fraction? No, it's not. He started in the 70s. Oh, oh okay. Um, is it uh, 70s?
0: you're gonna you're gonna be like really yeah, he made totally it accurate, when I tell right. you you're gonna be you're gonna be Ford it's Jim Starlin
1: really
2: Jim Starlin yeah oh. he was I was gonna guess Rob Leefield yeah. but you know so <laughs> please no <laughs> fast enough to dodge bullets the
0: superhuman eventually gains the power to create an infinite number of duplicates of himself. With this new iteration, Marvel reportedly modernized the hero to avoid stereotypes that many comic characters of that era were saddled with. Something the studio ha- hopes to achieve with Chinese-American screenwriter Dave Callahan, who wrote *Wonder Woman* 1984, *Spider-Man: Into the Spider-Verse* 2, and *The Expendables*. That's probably not one we want to reference on that list, but that is what it is. It's there, um, <laughs> and he's and uh, Cretan's also half Japanese, so it, it, this is Shang Chi is the most like hmm, one on the list, I think. I'm. It's so out there, yeah. But I th- also think it's going to be heavily tied in with MCU stuff. I wonder if, you, you're right, Jared, I wonder if the hand and um, the Ten Rings were going to be, like, the same thing.
2: You know what I mean? I wonder if that was what the reveal was going to be. Here's, here's another little tidbit that I kind of thought of when I thought of the Shang-Chi, all stuff going on. He would have been a perfect, like, street-level hero to get his own Netflix show. And this this movie I think is an awesome sign that Marvel wants to start doing stuff like that and obviously they're gonna play it differently because he's going he's gonna go up against the Mandarin who's definitely a little bit more than a street level thug or whatever but I just thought that was kind of a cool little little thing that you know maybe wouldn't it be cool to see and this is all just... Way hypothetical and probably never going to happen. But wouldn't it be sweet to see Charlie Cox come into the MCU at some point as Daredevil? Not going to like, happen. Like, that would be it's fantastic. Over now. Yeah, I don't think it'll happen, but. I would love it. It's not going to happen. It would be really cool to see something like that. And it it makes me a little bit sad as well, with, and we'll talk about this later, but it makes me a little bit sad that, um, oh, what's his name? Mahar, Maharshala? Maharshala Ali Sorry, um, is playing. Is <laughs> going to play you guys in names today? <laughs> I, dude, I suck at names in general. Obviously, which is why I can't think of anybody in the star-studded cast. Um, but it it kind of bummed me out a little. Like, he's a fantastic actor, and he's going to be an awesome blade. But doesn't it kind of like make you think that the Netflix stuff is not canon or tied into the MCU as much because of that? It, I, was, it was a mess. It, yeah, it, it and ended I just, up being a mess. on the, It was not Iron a mess. Iron Fist was, it was a mess. Was fantastic. The, the, the thing that needed... I, I will give you that Iron Fist was But the was thing not that good. needed to
0: but be the, like intact for this to work was Iron Fist. It, it had to be Iron Fist because if you're doing the hand, and he is always against the hand, and they messed that up. And, I mean, Luke Cage didn't need to be involved in Defenders at all. Jessica Jones didn't need to be involved in Defenders, and she was fine. So then that leaves Daredevil... I, I would be cool if they want to do like kind of what they're doing with J. Jonah Jameson in Spider Man potentially, but I mean, it would be fine if 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 they bring back the same people and just redo the story.
2: I just think I think it was too much of a mess, Isaac. I really do. I I would definitely not classify it as a mess. I would not classify it as good Iron Fist, anyways. But the rest of the whole Netflix um, universe, I should. I don't know what they call that part of it. I thought it all tied in really well together. I yeah, it was no it was no TV MCU. It wasn't like something that we're going to look back on years from now and be like, "Wow, they were fantastic geniuses for coming up with that." But I just thought that was a cool side project that they had and I I'm I'm honestly bummed that it's not, you know, and they've referenced the MCU in those shows. They reference stuff like that. But it just would have been cool if it was somehow connected. So I'm a little bit bummed about that, but not you know. It doesn't it doesn't uh, doesn't diminish my excitement for. Can any we go a podcast? Do you think without fighting about some nitpicky thing in a
0: Marvel movie? I don't think you nope. and I can. Nope, I don't probably think not. You and I can, and probably that not. is why I love you.
2: Um, Doctor Strange, 2. I'm I'm your mark you, now. Yeah, I'm somebody. Just, I'm just. <laughs> Somebody has to take Mark's role of just getting Max going. It's true. So apparently, end, it's me.
0: What, what I'll say about you, though, is that you will, uh, you won't continue to jab as we go. Like, there's a gentlemanly, like, all right, handshake. Oh, we're yeah. Done. This is
2: good. Yeah, right. And then Mark, like, maybe half an hour later, all of a sudden is like, oh, well, yeah. Well, you just said this like yeah. a long time oh, yeah. ago. Yeah. And
0: he'll or he'll bring something. Well, Isaac, Uncle Ben, Uncle Ben, <tinham Lutheran Josh language> you know. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: That's exactly how Mark sounds. If <absorbing> you want to, yeah, like uh, the, Beaker, the Beaker, mm-hmm. Beaker in yeah. Muppets. If yeah. you want
0: a great Mark episode, just go check out the previous episode. We talked about Spider Man, um, Far From Home. Jared, you still haven't seen it. Get your button line. And go
1: see it. Uh, seriously. Um, doc, just go, just go watch it for me, and we then tell didn't. me about it. Like, line for line. We we did. No, no. no, We we literally
0: did and recorded that last week. You should go listen to that.
1: No, no. Word for word, I need you two to reenact it. Max, you can be Mary Jones. (laughs) Isaac, you can be Spider-Man. Dibs on Mysterio. Um, (laughs) Dibs.
0: I dibs it. It's my role. Um, Doctor Strange 2, he was dusted at the end of uh, Infinity War and was a key piece in Endgame. It basically was his Hail Mary play that saved the Marvel Cinematic Universe um and scott derrickson will be coming back to to uh, do doctor strange 2 and it will be the first sequel to doctor strange doctor strange multiverse of madness they're saying it's the first official marvel scary horror movie that is what they're going to call it derrickson comes from a horror background of exorcism of emily rose sinister and many more um and they referenced it in the first one but they probably brought him on more for the second one nightmare will be in it as the villain and so will scarlet witch cuz the events of wandavision will tie directly in to doctor strange 2 guys this is the one i'm most excited about
2: i cannot wait for this movie isaac what are your thoughts i am also really excited for it and i've never have been a like a massive doctor strange fan but the first movie was great, and with the inclusion of Scarlet Witch in this movie, I feel like there's the possibility is just, just sky high, and the fact that it's going to be a scary or horror movie is going to be really awesome too. I think that's, you know, obviously the superhero genre is not necessarily a scary genre it it tends to come off as more as comedic and campy in most of its and you know if you're just generalizing superhero movies so i think that's kind of a cool unless you're wb
1: and everything (laughs) is great (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, right
2: unless (laughs) unless you're robbie's dc and everything hey don't talk about hey shazam was good Leave it alone. Shazam was,
0: no, right. Shazam was
2: definitely not that same tone.
0: But. Martha.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you see that you know, name? When you think super. Where'd you see
0: <laughs> that name? Martha.
2: <laughs> I love that you're backing off the mic to say.
1: Martha. Martha. <laughs> see, yeah.
2: Martha. But, anyways, I'm really excited about kind of including the horror elements and thrilling elements of that. So that'll be really exciting. So I, I, this is, this is on my top five that we're going to talk about later. It's really exciting. I, I like a lot of these things because it's a new thing that Marvel is doing. They're not necessarily rehashing old stories or rehashing old characters. They're, they're going into new territory and doing new things. And that's what they need to do to keep, having success so that's what i'm excited for for dr strange for sure
0: jared i'm jazzed man what are your thoughts buddy
1: yeah i'm 100 percent there with you i think having the multiverse involved is phenomenal having wanda involved is phenomenal uh there's a version of this where we get notes of house of m um and i'm right there for that i'm ready for just a dark gritty marvel um can they compete with Warner Brothers? I don't know. We'll have to see, but, you know. Do they have enough gray? I you like think? what they're do doing Do they here. have enough
0: gray in their like, do know. they have it? I don't know if they Can well, Cumberbatch
2: be either. as much of a sad? Did DC boy? already use all the gray though. I mean, is there any gray That's left? A very for them good to point. Use? Isaac.
0: I didn't think about that.
2: Yeah. Isaac out with the big boy There's,
1: questions. There might just not be enough gray left over, so.
2: Hmm.
1: But no, I mean, I, I'm there for this. Uh I love the mythos that they're starting to build here with Dr. Strange. Um, I think it's cool that they get to explore the more, you know, fantastical side as opposed to, you know, we've seen galactic Marvel. We've seen, you know, kind of more down to earth Marvel. It's really cool to see this fantastic and uh, you know, that deep dive into the, you know, that whole realm that we're exploring there. So yeah, I'm excited to see where they go with this for sure. Um, Before
0: Dr. Strange one came out, I've, I've been a huge Doctor Strange fan for a long time and uh, just probably one of my favorite characters. I was so jazzed when they got Benedict Cumberbatch, who's perfect for the role. Um, I still say, I think, in my opinion, top 10 scenes of all time in the MCU. That scene where he's going from universe to universe um, is phenomenal. And I. I'm hoping this movie is that for two hours. <laughs> I'm really hoping it's that for two hours. I hope it's still got the humor that Marvel has, which no disrespect to Marvel, it will. Just because you got to take it with a grain of salt. How much of a horror movie is this gonna be? But um, yeah, man, this this could be a game changer, House of M level event. And I wonder. It makes me question. It makes me so much more excited for Wandavision, which I'm assuming is their model moving forward. Like, they're kind of just going to pair this stuff together and make you force you to watch these
2: other things so you get the most out of the movies. Here's another interesting thing. So, the show, The What If Show, premieres summer 2021. Doctor Strange 2 comes out November. Oh, no, sorry, that's May 7th, 2021. So, that's the same year. Do you guys think? they tie some of those multiverses in Doctor Strange 2 into the what if shows or if there are those what if shows completely like separate just totally fabricated stories do you think they're actually multiverses they're probably,
0: there's probably reference I mean multiverse 2 means other like worlds. Like if anybody who reads a Dr. Strange comic knows you're going to walk out feeling like you just did a bunch of drugs and you didn't. I mean, like you're going through all these different kind of colors, schemes and different places. Like, I mean, his, his fingers were having fingers and fingers and, you know, just crap like that. I think it's going to be more of that stuff with Dr. Strange, but I could see a reference to some of that other stuff in what if I could see that. So any other comments on Dr. Strange before we close her out with Thor Alrighty, so the last one. This was, out of all the movies, this was the one that shocked us, I think, when we were talking. Um, Taiko Waititi said this, When we were shooting Ragnarok, I was reading one storyline by Jason Aaron, The Mighty Thor. And for those of you that know that story, it's incredible. It inc- and, in- and introduces love and thunder for the first time. Female Thor. Guys, Natalie Portman as Jane Foster will be coming back and playing the female Thor What is
2: going on? That was, like, I think the most shocking thing of this whole panel. Because Natalie Portman honestly has been almost phased out of the MCU. Like, she made a little appearance in Endgame. But she wasn't... Was she in... Yeah, she was in 2, Thor 2,
1: right? She was the... Gosh. You mean the best movie of all time? Yes. (laughs) The best movie of all time. (laughs) But
2: after that, like... Every movie that Thor's in, he's just like, oh, yeah, Janen's not here. You know, she's not – we're not together, blah, blah, blah. Like, he just kind of brushes her off as – basically writes her off. So it's interesting that she is going to be a main player. She's going to become Thor. Like, that's just – that that blew my mind when I, when I saw that. I was like, holy crap. This is nuts. Yeah. And I'm excited for it. Like, this is – I think this is on my top five, too, because – This is another thing, what I was saying before, this is totally new territory they're delving into. So this is going to be interesting to see if this is something that everybody's going to love, which I'm assuming it is because it's Marvel and everybody loves everything that Marvel's put out, basically. But is this something that is going to be super divisive or is it going to be something that is just super well done and everybody likes it? I'm just really excited to see what comes of this. So is Chris Hemsworth's role in this really small, guys, or is it really big? It's got to be big. Like you would you would think that because it's Jane Foster becoming Thor that Chris Hemsworth has to have a huge role as Thor and then becoming What if becoming, he's the in distress? Oh, oh, that would be great. I would love yeah, to see that. Cuz he's fat now. And he's not yeah. lovable.
0: Cuz he's kind of just no, like I'd- Well, okay. Here's what I mean by that. I mean, I he's with you he's there, not the character he, she fell he's in quite love with. lovable. He's not the character she fell in love with. Mm. So, like, their transformation, yeah. their relationship could be explored because they didn't explore it obviously. And but he's still worthy, so maybe he is. Yes, he's gonna lose the his worthiness. That That's the other thing.
1: Do you he think he's gonna worth, lose his worthiness? Ab, so freaking lootly. That's a hundred percent. So okay, Thor's gonna be in this. My guess is first act, part of second act, and it's him. No longer becoming worthy. I don't think they're gonna tap into what does that because I love, I love, 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 love that they do that in um, original sin. That you just something is said to him that makes him unworthy, and you don't find out what it is for. I can't remember like several series after. Wouldn't that just bug the crap out of you if they did that though? Like if yes!
2: they just said would Chris Hemsworth, it. like yeah, all right, well you're you're not gonna be Thor anymore, and you don't even know why. Like. <laughs> <laughs> that would be just
1: ridiculous it, it plays so well okay so everything i didn't like about thor and endgame they can do really well if they follow the comics with mighty thor where you you that's a good point Jimmy. you have that's a very that's good such point. a good like broken thor run where he's just like living in his mess and trying to figure out who he is if he's not thor um and like he continues to make mistakes he gets whatever the name of the axe is that ends up causing like all these issues in uncanny avenger like it, they they explore just this broken man and i think they've been doing that so well that they continue to play that theme and it, and i would love it so much if they left that as a giant question mark so open ended and then on the other side of the token you have jane foster and and in the comics, she's struggling with some health issues. I don't know if we want to go into that. But I think her picking up the hammer and becoming Thor and, like, just this gleaming, you know, powerful superhero that emanates all these ideas of justice in comparison to this broken Thor. I think that's a good dichotomy that you can play off of. And it really builds off of this this just beautiful story that they've created with Thor. And I think they can run with it. And, I like... Sorry, go ahead. Well, here's the there's a lot of
0: questions here though, Jarrett. Like, Thor goes yeah. off with the Guardians. So, like, what's going on there? Is it just like he just went with them and yeah. then went somewhere yeah. else? Like, that's a question. Tessa Thompson says she's looking for her queen. This will be another LGBTQ um character. So is she gonna pursue Jane Foster? Is she gonna pursue someone else? I mean, that could be kind of sure, the arc sure. they go with too. Here, there's just a lot of directions that I think Taika can do whatever he wants. He also hasn't told anybody what's on the script, so these guys all signed up for this movie, but we have nobody yet knows except for Taika what's going to happen here. And I think you're onto something, Jared. I, I think I agree with you. Endgame could be redeemed in my eyes. It's a six out of six, but the the Thor story and Endgame could be redeemed in this movie, and it could make a lot more sense, and it could it would feel more complete and less jarring than how it did in that movie it was just such a jarring tone for us that it would be very interesting to see if this movie could kind of capitalize and finish it but dude if they can get natalie portman back who can't they get that bit back though
1: that's what i was gonna say like it you know you click on those they're super clickbaity tv shows or facebook things where it's like top five actors that want nothing to do with marvel and it's like she's always number one on the list and it's so cool to see that like they can get her back. They can there's nobody's beyond their reach at this point.
0: Oh, well, now that now that the budget doesn't have to reflect Robert Downey Jr. Right, true. I That's mean, a the, lot check, of the checkbook in your in your bank The account. checkbook just got a lot bigger and the Avengers
2: movies just got a lot cheaper. So I heard I mean, that yeah. he made a dollar for every two tickets that Endgame sold. <laughs> Isn't that ridiculous? He made like seventy five plus million. From Endgame. Oh my gosh, that's that's awesome. just ridiculous. He deserves it. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, I'm not mad about he it. It's, it. it's mind blowing yeah. to me. One movie. Do you think because Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. have kind of
0: said, "Hey, we're done. We're not doing it anymore." Do you think this is kind of a sign that down the
2: road they'll come back?
1: Maybe. Uh, not not anytime soon.
2: I think, like we mentioned before, it would be cool if they came back for some of those what if episodes or roles or whatever do they need to be in any of the other shows or movies i don't think they nope. really need to not that i'm looking at not that yeah, I'm i just at they don't i yeah i i think they have set it up that they don't really need to be maybe you know maybe the uh uh falcon and winter soldier chris Evans could make some type of old man Steve appearance or something like that i don't know it would, it would be cool to see, but, again, I don't need it, and it's fine if he doesn't. Gotcha.
0: Well, uh, that's all for Thor. Should we get into the top five?
2: Wait. Aren't you going to talk about the ones that were supposedly mentioned but not? Uh, let's talk about
0: that at the end. I've got one kind of a plus. Because well, one of my one top of five is, just...
2: is in in oh, there.
0: Well, then, let you know what? Let's do the top five, and then we'll talk about them after our top five list. How's that sound? Let's go into the top five. The. We're going in three. Infinity Bros. Two. Top five. One. List. Starts now. So every week we like to do a top five uh, segment, kind of water cooler talk, uh, give just like a list. Maybe it's something we've been talking about during the week. Maybe it's relevant to the news that's coming up. Maybe we just have had a debate internally and we're like, hey, we want to just take out our debate anger out on the air, and then I always beat Mark in his fights, and that's how it goes. Because Mark is, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Stupid. Stupid. That's the word I was looking for. (laughs) Stupid. 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 (laughs) What a stupid guy, Mark (laughs) is. What an idiot. So um, this week is top five news notes from the MCU San Diego Comic-Con panel. Jarrett, we're going to start with you, then go Isaac, then go me. Um and Isaac, you've alluded to it. You can include the additional stuff that come on, came on there as well. So Jim, okay. Go ahead.
1: Um, number five is actually Blade. I those movies were so awful, but they were like good awful. The old ones. Um, they were like they were so bad in such a redeeming way that I'm excited to see a good Blade movie. Um, and again, like. Those are fighting words for Zane. You better be careful. Zane, I love you, but like, come on, dude. (laughs) Those movies were so, they were were a good kind of bad, I guess is the way to put it. But um, it's cool to see like the direction they could go with this. I've said it, like I feel like I sound like a bit of a broken record, but there's so much that they can bring into with Blade and so many like paths that they can go down, go on down the line now that he's back in the MCU. Um, so that's cool to see. Number four is Thor. I don't really have to rehash it out because we just talked about it. I think there's so many like themes that you can play with. I'm, I'm excited to see Taika Waititi back. Um, like Man, just, just amazing. They got Natalie Portman back. And the storyline that they're presenting to us is just not at all what I was expecting. Um, number three is Doctor Strange. Again, n- literally no need to go into that. We already talked about it. Number two is What If... Um, These were some of my favorite comics to just find, like, singles of when you were a kid. Because it was like, man, what if, uh, you know, what if Rogue had the power of Thor? Or, you know, what if, you know, Thanos was part of the Avengers? And some of them were silly and dumb. And some of them were really good and looked into, like, hey, these villains believe themselves to be heroes. What if they're right? Um, And I think you can... By nature of it being such a diverse series, you allow so many different stories to be told, and I would love if this was one where the director changes for each episode. Um, I can't think of the Netflix series that does that, but like how uh, it's Black, Black Mirror.
0: Mirror. Tons of Netflix shows do that.
1: Okay, but the good one, Black Mirror, the one that everybody talks about. Um, right, Black Mirror. So yes. like, yes, yes, yes. Just the open-endedness, the the question marks that are attached to this are are really nice to me. Um, and number one, nobody's surprised. Uh, Hawkeye it's got to be Hawkeye even if they completely depart from the comics I love Hawkeye in this Marvel Cinematic Universe just slightly below comic book Hawkeye Um, I would recommend if you are interested at all in what Matt Fraction had to bring to the table in the Hawkeye run. Even if you just want to read one or two issues, uh, there's a really good one called Pizza is My Business, which is the story of this uh, detective work that's going on behind the scenes of a Hawkeye comic from the viewpoint of their dog, which is fantastic. Uh, There's a couple issues where um, they play up the fact that Hawkeye is partially deaf. And so there's this really cool... uh, message there about not being able to fully understand what's going on which plays into disabilities like it's such a well-written series that if you are a marvel fan at all comic book or or cinematic or otherwise just like go to a library and pick this up read this series and get excited for the for the uh tv show come now. because i promise you if it's anything like the comics you will not be let down
2: isaac on to you man Alrighty. so number five i have um the Falcon and winter soldier. And honestly, it's basically only because Baron Zemo is going to be in it. If, if he was not announced already, I'd still be excited for it. It definitely would be lower on my list. He was just a great villain in civil war. And I'm excited to see more of him excited to see more of Anthony Mackey and Sebastian Stan as well. And excited to see the captain America, uh, uniform on Anthony Mackey. So, that is number five. Number four is part of the little additions that Kevin Feige mentioned at the end of his panel. It is that the fantastic four is going to be coming probably in 2022. They didn't like, you know, announce specific dates of the few movies. And he actually said later, I think it was last night or something that that would be actually phase five and not phase four, but phase 4 or phase 5 excuse me is including the fantastic 4 and that is just awesome to hear fantastic 4 is a great story and it'll be really interesting to see how the mcu plays it like are they gonna go full out origin story that we've seen a couple times already are they gonna just jump right into it as them being the fantastic 4 it'll just be really interesting to see the uh disney mcu take on the fantastic 4 so, number three, I've got Thor. And, again, we already talked about that. It'll be really cool to see di- different direction, female Thor. Two, I have Doctor Strange. Again, super excited to see the, kind of the horror-thriller take on superhero movie. And then number one on my list is actually the What If series. I just feel like there's so many possibilities with What If. And if they start tying those to... Multiverses, like in Doctor Strange, or just little snippets throughout the MCU, that would be fantastic for me. And I'm, I'm just really excited to see where they're going to go with that. So that's my top five moments.
0: For me, number five uh, is What If? Just kind of carrying what you're saying, Isaac. Some of the best comics I've ever read have been What If comics. So, like one that sticks out to me is with if Norman Osborn had gotten a hold of the Infinity Gauntlet, and that's a great line because he kind of comes. Toe to toe with Thanos, and uh, he beats Thanos, but um, his own internal um, knuckleheadedness uh, forces him to lose. And it's just those kinds of moments where you watch that are like, I already, I already guarantee, I, I bet on it that they're going to do it If Peggy Carter had had got done the Super Soldier Serum, I can already bet on it. And because Haley Atwell is so amazing, and she just does really good in these kinds of shows, so stories like that need to be told. And so I I have that number five. I actually have Shang-Chi at number four. Um, I, I'm really excited about this. Now that Kevin Feige kind of made a bigger like, hey, the Ten Rings have been there this whole time. Don't forget about that. Um, I kind of feel like this might be our next big overarching villain moving forward. Um, there might be kind of a hand um, Ten Rings storyline going on here, at least on Earth, while galactic things happen. Um, Maybe that's kind of how they do it moving into phase five. I think there's a lot of interconnectionness with with Shang-Chi, so I'm very eager to see what that looks like. Yeah, Isaac, X-Men and Fantastic Four at number three. It's not coming out in the next two years. That's why I'm not like putting it in my top number one or two. But, yeah, they're working on it. That's what we've wanted, and they're doing it. And so we were joking yesterday, Isaac, and this goes into number two, is Blade. Um, that <laughs> Kevin Feige is just rewriting everything from the nineties and two thousands, right? Like at this point he literally has rewritten all of it. Um, to the point where you're frustrated that uncle Ben's not even there. Um, like, but Jared, I don't know what Island you're living on, but blade was awesome growing up and I still could pop in blade. I don't know what you're smoking, dude. It's, it's, it's I'm good. bad.
1: It's so bad that it's good.
0: No, dude. Right. No, it's all good. Right. It's good, dude. It's a good show. And I and, and Kevin Feige was a producer on the third one. The third one's not, like, amazing. But the first one is pretty, pretty amazing to me. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited about Blade. Mahershala Ali is phenomenal. He is phenomenal. And it's a bummer he's not coming back as Cottonmouth, I guess. But to an extent, I don't care because this role is perfect for him. And he's been great in movies um, for years. And so I'm really excited to see him. But, Isaac, I'm with you, Doctor Strange, man. Doctor Strange. This this is this movie could open to m- millions of things, literally, and uh, I'm I'm so excited. It's also the the character we know the best on the list, outside of maybe Black Widow in terms of movies. So, and Thor, but uh, there's just so much to explore with Doctor Strange. He's my favorite comic book character. Um. So yeah, I'm just really I'm really jazzed to to see that come to life on the screen before we go guys we did allude to it isaac we talked about it kevin feige said they didn't have time to talk about it but they have been working on black panther 2 captain marvel 2 fantastic 4 they're not calling the x-men movie x-men they're calling it mutant right now just the word mutants um and then um he also alluded to some avengers stuff as well um what on those lists with blade coming in there
2: too is blade a movie or a tv show that's what i'm trying to figure out well i've heard i've heard people say that it was movie but from all the sources that i've looked at he didn't really say either way they just announced that mahershala ali was going to play blade and that's it i just, mahershala, just love, love name <laughs> cuz when you get to when you get to
0: when you get to shala ali you do great but then you go mahershala.
1: Sorry, Max, can you say dum dum Dugan no. for us, please? Dumb.
0: <laughs> right. Done, done. I still can't even say it. You
1: still
2: can't say it?
0: I can't okay. do it. All for whatever right. reason, that name messes with my head. <laughs> <laughs> it just, like, frees up to.
2: But, yeah, I, from all the sources that I've seen, I have not heard one way or the other. I didn't. I don't think Kevin Feige said if it was going to be a movie or, or a show. So, I don't At know. At this point, it could be either or. So, it's well, like. Well, and, and that was the thing about all of those. Like, we don't know anything about them because they're. Well, and the crazy thing is is that all this is happening in 2 years. This is not a slate of 10 years. Mm-hmm. This is 2 years. We're getting 11, is it 11? Yeah, it's 11. Mm-hmm. Um no, 10 cuz Blade is on there technically isn't Blade and not included in that 2 years. But so 10 things in 2 years. It's just a crazy ambitious um course that the MCU is on and and we're all for it. We're going to be subscribing to disney plus the second it drops and it's going to be awesome dude this was this was disney
0: plus saying buy netflix this was them like right. running by them because everyone's going to buy this everyone's yep. going to buy this and then you well, add the mandalorian and you add every disney movie oh come on so good dude everyone's awesome. gonna buy this they're so and the office is leaving netflix is so screwed right now i think
2: I don't think. Well, the like thing about Netflix here, is they're but, just going to have to keep jacking up their prices to keep up, and they're just not going to be able to create. I mean, they they do create good content, but they're not going to be able to create enough to match their revenue. So that's why they're just going to keep jacking up the they, prices. They talked about they're going to add revenue probably and probably phase out.
1: I think that would be the straw that breaks the camel's back. Where. I mean, it's already going downhill. I think that would just kill it.
0: Well, if I was Disney, I would just do the ad re- The ads I would do
2: would be internal ads. Yeah, just promote Disney stuff that's coming out. Right, exactly.
1: Promote, I, or, or promote like ABC. No, no, I'm saying, I'm saying Netflix wanted to do ads. Yeah, Netflix, yeah, yeah. if they added oh, ads, that would be, add, yeah, that'd yeah. be great.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... We'll see. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting. What do you guys think of the future of phase five? They didn't announce a single Avengers movie. Um, Jerry, you've kind of alluded to the to the Avengers run you were talking about, but Isaac, what do you think moving forward? Does this change your thoughts on the future?
2: I have said before that I didn't think there was going to be an Avengers movie for, I think I said before, 10 years. I don't think it's going to be 10 years, but I think it's fine that they're taking a break from the Avengers, because Endgame was such a good ending to the Infinity Saga, and the Avengers in general? I mean, if they if they don't do a flat-out Avengers movie again, I'll be fine with it. If they do Young Avengers or Mighty Avengers or some iteration of it, that's great. I'll, I'll be there for that, too. But if they don't do another flat-out Avengers movie, I'm not going to be sad. They've already... Like, Avengers has finished its story arc to me. And it's so satisfying and complete that I don't Part feel like it. Part of the like story is that. the end. But speak great. for yourself, Part man. of the journey is the end. Speak for
0: yourself. Give me more Avengers. I mean, Avengers is something that's never going to... It's like Star Wars. It's never going to be gone. Right? Like, Star Wars, it, it, like, yes, there will be the sagas. I agree. Like, we don't need the iteration of Avengers we had. But... I want a Captain Marvel, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, Shang Chi. Um, just I want that Avengers group. I want that Avengers group. And I think for me, I think we're gonna see. I'm I'm going back on this. I think they are doing secret. I think they are doing Secret Invasion, and I think the scrolls are gonna turn, because now if you look at it with the diversity, you can't do the Kree, because the Kree are all white. <laughs> so, I think. I think they're gonna do secret invasion and I think it's gonna affect everything. And I think secret invasion will start appearing in in Shang Chi because you'll start seeing it in the Ten Rings. The Ten Rings will have infiltrators of the infiltrators and I think I think we're gonna start seeing more scroll stuff popping up which could be a great overarching arc for season for I'm calling it season five phase five <laughs> <laughs> season five season five of the MCU seriously. <laughs> but I think that's where they're going with it. And it, it's a good way to kind of go against Dr. Strange too, of like, who can you trust? And then, you know, if, if multiverse stuff is happening for Dr. Strange, they could take him off planet for a while. Like who knows how long he's gone for? He could be gone. Cause like think about in Spider-Man, like he wasn't helping out in Spider-Man at all. You'd think he'd be helping out, but he wasn't. So I don't know. It'll it'll just. I'm very interested to see. What
1: the- You're telling me that Doctor Strange wasn't in Spider Man.
2: Spoilers, no, yeah, Max.
0: Well, you know, let's see the date here. It's July 21st, Jared. Um, can you put on the spoiler yeah, you know, I'm about, stinger I'm about, at the
2: beginning of this? We're fast approaching the. I'm about. The spoiler I'm about five minutes deadline. away from spoiling
0: the whole movie to you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what I mean for Endgame, what was it? Was it like two weeks? yeah 2 weeks or something
1: yeah we're almost, almost together, Jarrett. i got a little bit i got a little bit of Get spoilers together, Jared, already so. but yeah i'm still
0: excited yeah it's fine it's you'll be you'll be okay you'll be okay so well isaac uh thanks for coming on the show today dude you were awesome and i hope you're enjoying paternity leave brother love it man thanks dude good on you man Jarrett, uh you were doing great this episode some people heard it you heard a little bit of babies in the background but you were like getting up every 5 minutes i thought you handled it like a pro this episode
1: yeah my kids are Going nuts right now. <laughs> Thanks. Oh
0: dude, you were doing great. I, it was minimal. I thought I I'm very impressed with you. Do you want to say
1: anything? Yeah. 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 Thank you. Oh, thank you, buddy. Yeah. All
0: right. Well, thank you, listeners. Wherever you're listening to us, however you're listening to us. We hope you're having an amazing week, and we hope you have a great ent- uh, start to August. Uh, we'll be back next week. We're going to talk about Stranger Things. We're going to talk about Last Chance U, and we're going to talk about all the other news that came up in San Diego Comic-Con from Westworld to the HBO. We- um, uh, what's – oh, doggone it. Uh, Snowpiercer? Snowpiercer. What's the other HBO show that the, – the hero show? Watchmen. Watchmen we'll talk about we'll talk about the Watchmen oh, trailer Watchmen. next week yeah. too so make sure you I'm tune in to us that. you can check us out on iTunes um, Spotify Google Music Facebook Instagram Twitter um, and you can send us an email at infinity bros podcast at gmail.com as always we love you guys 3000 have a great week we'll talk to you soon see ya bye
1: thanks for tuning in to the infinity bros podcast you can find the infinity bros on Facebook Instagram and Twitter
2: at the infinity bros Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com.